Welcome to the April 13th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 13, but before we begin, let's begin with prayer. Father God, I thank you for all of the people that are listening to this broadcast. Lord, I pray that you open their ears to hear and their hearts to receive what you would have them receive from this podcast Lord, I pray that you would give them revelation that would help them have better lives from this point forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverb 13, beginning in verse 1. A wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. A man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. A righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. Righteousness guards him whose way is blameless but wickedness overthrows the sinner. There is one who makes himself rich, yet has nothing, and one who makes himself poor, yet has great riches. The ransom of a man's life is his riches, but the poor does not hear rebuke. The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked will be put out. By pride comes nothing but strife, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished, but he who gathers by labor will increase. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. He who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. The law of the wise is a fountain of life, to turn one away from the snares of death. Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool lays open his folly. A wicked messenger falls into trouble, but a faithful ambassador brings health. Poverty and shame will come to him who disdains correction, but he who regards a rebuke will be honored. A desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination to fools to depart from evil. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Evil pursues sinners. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Much food is in the fallow ground of the poor, and for the lack and for lack of justice there is waste. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. The righteous eats to the satisfying of his soul, 
but the stomach of the wicked shall be in want. I'd like to look at verse 24. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Okay, I'd also like to look at Proverb 3, verses 11 and 12. This is more instruction. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. And in Proverb 22, 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So guys, we live in a world today where a lot of parents have a lot of problems with kids. And what has happened in our world, in many households, is that parents are not trying to be parents to their children anymore. But a lot of times, parents are trying to be friends to their kids. Guys, I'm here to tell you, if you are a parent and if you have children, you are not to be their friend. You are to be the parent. We are to give instruction to our children. Our children look to us. We are the primary teachers in the lives of our children. Sure, we send them to school and they have teachers, but we are their parents. We are the primary teacher in their life, even with school. And I know I have been a teacher. I'm a teacher and I'm also a parent. And now I'm a grandparent. And Children need instruction. They need to know what they can do, and they need to know what they cannot do. Children need limits, and they need to know what is possible and what is not possible. I'm going to take it a step further, because kids will go as far as they can as long as they know they can get away with it. Unfortunately, I'll take it a step further. The same goes with adults, okay? And a lot of times, uh, adults have the same problem like at work, okay? And they try a lot of, many parents, many, many adults try to take advantage of their employers, you know, as far as a 15-minute break, and they try to stretch it out. Well, I'll just stretch it out to 20 minutes. Guys, we're not to do that. Okay, whether you're a child or whether you're an employee, we are not to live our lives and see how far can we go and get away with it. That is not what we should be doing. We should be doing the right thing. And if you're a child, you should be doing what your parents tell you to do. And if you're an employee, you should be doing what your boss expects you to be doing, okay, without them having to watch and make sure that you're doing it. So anyway, I'm going to give you two scripture verses 
little stories, and they're both found in 1 Samuel. The first one is in chapter 2, and what is going on is this is entitled, The Wicked Sons of Eli. And what is happening in this story is Eli used to be the priest, but as Eli got older and older, eventually he turned over the priesthood to his two sons. And his two sons are taking advantage of their position, and they are doing evil things in the sight of the Lord. So let's begin with verse 12 of 1 Samuel chapter 2. Now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. And the priest's custom with the people was that when any man offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged flesh hook in his hand while the meat was boiling. Then he would thrust it into the pan or kettle or cauldron or pot, and the priest would take for himself all that the flesh hook brought up. So they did in Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Also, before they burned the fat, the priest's servant would come and say to the man who sacrificed, Give meat for roasting to the priest, for he will not take boiled meat from you, but raw. And if the man said to him, They should really burn the fat first, then you may take as much as your heart desires. He would then answer him, No, but you must give it now, and if not, I will take it by force. Therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. Now let's skip to verse 22. Now Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all of the people. No, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father, because the Lord desired to kill them. Now this is an extreme story, but it is such a vivid account of what can happen if parents do not have control over their children. Now what happened eventually was that the Lord arranged for both of these sons, Hophni and Phinehas, to die on the same day because they did not do what they were asked to do. Now, in our world today, if you have a son or a daughter who is of working age, say they're 15 or 16, and they go and they get a beginning job, and if they don't follow simple instructions, a good chance they'll be fired. Guys, we need to teach our children right from wrong, from an early age. 
it is important that we let them know what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Now let's look at another story, and we're going to look at chapter 16. And we talked about King David uh, a little bit last week. We're going to talk about him a little bit again today. And we're going to begin in verse 3. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest. And there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he went and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with bright eyes, and good-looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Now, this story is not really a son maybe doing exactly what he should be doing, but I think in a way it is, because David was out tending the sheep. So he is an example of a shepherd. And when I look at David, I look almost as though he is Jesus. He's kind of like a foreshadowing of Jesus because David is shepherd, and he eventually became king of Israel. So it's almost like we are moving forward in time. And even though David is a young man now, a matter of fact, that word ruddy indicates to us, I believe David was probably maybe 15, 16 years old when this story takes place. And at that time, you know, he's just doing what his dad is telling him to do. So he was in the right place at the right time. But the point I'm trying to make 
is that God looks at the heart, not at the outward appearance. Because David's older brothers, actually three of them were in Saul's army, okay? So they, they were men of war, okay? And they were strong, sturdy men. And they looked at all of them and he said, these, these are not the ones. God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at your stature. He doesn't look how big you are or strong you are. That's not what he's interested in. He's interested in where is your heart? Jesus wants your heart. And once you have your heart in the right place, then you will start making progress in your life. Okay, I'm going to do one more thing. Yesterday we talked about Ephesians chapter 5, and we talked about directions for a father. Now, I don't know if there's any kids listening to me right now, but the first three verses I'm going to be reading out of chapter 6 of Ephesians is for children, and then we're going to talk to fathers. So beginning in verse 1, children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. So if there are any children listening, listen carefully. If you obey your parents, the word of God promises that you will have a long life. So kids, listen to your parents. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Fathers, when you speak to your children, do not talk down to them. Talk to them like you would talk to an adult. Treat them with dignity. You can be firm, but do not talk to them as though you are talking down. I hope that makes sense. If you treat them with respect, they will respect you. If you talk down to them, then usually if they do obey you, it will be out of fear, not out of respect. Hopefully that speaks to you. I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Anyone wanting to do that, please repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Guys, I'm hoping you're enjoying these, and I know we may have some first-time guests today, and this is overall is my ninth different podcast. So guys, if you are enjoying this and you have not caught up with all the previous podcasts. They are available to you, and I encourage you to please look at them. 
I'm going to close with a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I ask that you join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.